You're listening to a message from Gateway Church Geelong. We hope it blesses you. For more information about Gateway, visit gc.org.au. You know, I discovered that my face or the skin on my face had a bit of a sensitivity when I was around the age of 16. So I started using this cleanser, thinking nothing of it as you would, you're just, you know, using cleanser. And then one morning I was sitting on the bus going to high school and I noticed that my skin was feeling a bit red and itchy. Well, I didn't know it was red at that time, but it was feeling itchy. And I'm like, oh, what's going on? So when I got to school, I went into the bathroom and looked in the mirror and discovered that my face was red and it looked a bit bigger than normal. (laughs) Than normal. So I went home because because as the day progressed... It actually got more swollen, swollen, swollen to the point that my eyes were slits. I looked like I had been in the boxing ring and gone a few rounds and had definitely come out second best. Now, my brother and sister, who will remain nameless, (laughs) took no joy. I tell you, they took no joy in comforting me during this time. No, they actually paid me out. But because of my reaction... I actually didn't want anyone to see my face. It really did not look good. So when I went to the doctors um, with my mum, I remember putting my head down so that no one could see me uh, because I just didn't want anyone to see me during this time because it exposed weakness, one that I became aware of and had to strengthen. Now, I may not understand the science behind the logistics of your skin and your face, But I became aware of the fact that there were just certain products and certain treatments that I had to be very careful on of when using it on my face. So much so that when I have a facial on a regular basis, no, I don't, (laughs) I have to be careful. Now, please, please, please do not laugh. But I do not always get this right. And earlier on this year, unfortunately, this is what happened. When it comes up. Just to let you know that I am telling you the truth. I know Pastor Bevan worked it out. It's not there. Okay. Well, I had a reaction earlier on this year and let me tell you, it was not pretty. Um, I can have people that uh, my husband can definitely testify to that. And so can Pastor Naomi. (laughs) You know, in 1 Samuel, David found himself in a difficult situation, a place of struggle where he had to walk through a process to be strengthened. This was during a time when David was in transition. You know, he had been anointed to be king, but he wasn't king yet. He finds himself with a group of men who are happy to follow him. Sorry, David, we'll get back to you in a sec. So, yes, I asked you not to laugh. (laughs) So you can see that I am telling you the truth. My face does react. And no, that is not because I've been in a boxing ring with my sister. Okay, we can take it off now. So he finds himself with this group of men who are happy to follow him. And at this time in his life, David was living in Ziglag because King Saul did not like him and actually wanted to get rid of him. So he finds himself in this place. And his men have been away. And when they return to Ziglag, 
They were in shock and despair as they found that the town had been attacked and burned and their families had been taken captive and taken away by the Amalekites, which were their enemy at the time. So, you know, they come here and they're now exhausted from arriving back in Ziglag and now they find that their families have been taken and there's there's an immense sense of loss and grief in their life at this time because they had lost something that they loved that was precious to them. You know, we all at times experience going through transitions. We are all at times experienced a shift between what we have known and what may feel natural to a new beginning. But within this transition between the old and the new, we can experience different kinds of change and at times loss. Loss of what once was and the courage to forge into the new. You know, moving from one place to another or from another country to another country I'm not sure if any of you have experienced that or no people have shared their stories with you about this. But this transition of living from the old place to the new place. You know, I know when I moved to Geelong from Adelaide, you know, that was such a transition for me from the, what I was comfortable with, what I had always known to something new. And that, time, that feeling when you're in that transition of being on shaky ground, of not knowing what, the, what's gonna open, what doors are going to open or what you're going to now experience. And this, I just started a new job. And I just was feeling all over the shop because of this move and this time of transition. So I just knew I had to go and get something that was familiar to me, something that had been on my desk back in Adelaide I needed to have put on my desk in Geelong. So thank goodness for the Kmart in Belmont. So I went down there and bought myself some stationery, something that I could put on my desk. And I know that doesn't sound like much, but that small thing of stationery gave me such a sense of familiarity and just helped me through that transition of feeling unstable. And then it just, I know it doesn't sound like much, but I tell you what, it just solidified the fact that, okay, I'm in the new And everything is actually going to be okay. I'm in the new. I found stability in stationery. Anyone here like stationery? I see that hand. I will buy you a coffee afterwards or a cup of tea. (laughs) You know, then there are the other transitions that that we go through that may be familiar to us. If you have children... I'm sure you've seen them go through the milestones from crawling to walking, that transition where they're a little bit wobbly, but before you know it, they get confident in walking. And that's what we can experience, that sense of wobbliness, but then we get confident in the new. You know, you might see them go through their schooling processes from going from schooling and then into the workforce, from being independent, from being dependent on you to suddenly there's this independence and they can make their own beds. Sometimes, you know, growing up with dogs and suddenly finding yourself having a cat, that is a transition. (laughs) We may experience loss to things we wouldn't ever expect. You know, maybe going to your favourite cafe and someone else is making your coffee. Change in living conditions, change in sleeping or eating habits. Leaving relationships built up in your workforce because maybe you've now got a new job or a new position and change in social activities. 
You know, different stages of life bring transitions and challenges, but with those positive challenges comes new beginnings. A new way of thinking because the old has been challenged by the new. New practices replace some of the old practices. And what you come to realise about transition is that a new pathway has been forged and what you see becomes new. Different, exciting, and there is a sense to step in and be brave to forge ahead. To be brave to forge ahead in what God has for you. With new beginnings, there is the process and it is so significant. What we choose to let go, what we choose to leave behind into the new, some things just have to go. Let me encourage you this morning, some things have to go. Some things have to go for what God has in store for you in the new. Because we can't take it all. I would love to, but let me encourage you, you cannot take it all. Now you might say to me, why is that, why is that a fact? Because when God is doing something new, there is things that He wants you to experience so you cannot hold on to the old so that you can enter in to the all that He has for you. It's like right now that I sense that God, you are in a doorway, so to speak, and God is saying to you right now, I am asking you just to come in. Cross over the threshold of what is old to something new. And you may feel like you are standing in that doorway, but the Holy Spirit is encouraging, come, come with me, come with me. I have the best in store for your life and for your children and your children's children and this church in the name of Jesus. But you know, the best thing about the Holy Spirit is that He is our helper. So He doesn't leave you in the doorway. He doesn't just leave you standing there by yourself. He actually comes and says, I have got your hand. I am with you right now. Not only that, my arm is around you. Just saying, come. Jesus is in front of you saying, come with me. And the Holy Spirit is right next to us. He is bringing His comfort and peace right now into people's hearts and minds that are needing it because the new, the new is the best for you. The new is something that God has had in store for you for a long time. And you are on the threshold. This church is on the threshold. And I do not say that as just a throwaway comment. This is the truth. Because God has so much in store for each one of us. You know, for the David's men, this was obviously a very significant time. But what was their experience? What was their response to this situation? They became angry at their loss and they began to focus their anger on David. You know, we are angry right now. We are sensing this loss. What are we going to do? So they got together. They began to talk amongst themselves and they began to focus their anger onto David. Someone has to pay for this. So they thought, let's, let's, let's do this to David. So they actually started talking about stoning him. Now, during that, that was the culture of their time. So that's not something that we would do today. But their culture back in that time, their practice for getting back at someone was for stoning them. 
But David was aware of what was brewing and the trajectory of the men's thoughts. You can imagine David seeing the hushed conversations going on around him and the looks from the men. He knew something was up. They were upset and experiencing those, these emotions of grief and shock and loss. And this was their response to hurt David and take out their hurt and their anger and their frustration on him. In hearing this, we may think this is, seems like a very extreme reaction or an overreaction. And it is an extreme reaction. But what about some of our reactions? Could they be extreme? We at times react the same way, out of anger, out of frustration, of not understanding something that happened to us that we were not expecting. Our learnt behaviour, this is how I've always done it. You know, we actually throw things. We may throw our words around, words of hurt, words of rejection. We may throw our accusations around. We may throw our emotions around. And I wish, would, I'd love to stand before you and say, oh, I'm great at this, not throwing my emotions around. But I know, especially when I'm driving, I throw my emotions around. <laughs> and Naomi, yesterday, Naomi, Pastor Naomi got to experience this very blessed occasion of me driving into Melbourne. And not that I actually threw my emotions around, but because I'm just not used to trams, I found myself going through a roundabout where, oh, I forgot to look for trams and suddenly I got a beep from the tram coming towards me like, oh, so sorry, Pastor Naomi, but bless, bless, thank goodness we're both in church this morning. We may throw our defensiveness around. We may throw the silent treatment around. We may throw bad behaviour around. And we may throw our, accus- our excuses or our justifications for why we are acting the way we're acting. It may not be stones, but it can still cause damage to ourselves and those around us. If it does cause pain or discomfort or damage to others, how do you and I recognise this? Check the people's responses on the other end of our stones. Are they finding joy in our hurtful words? Do they experience peace by our frustration? You know, other drivers may not hear me when I'm going off because I'm because uh, they're going too slow. But you know, there are times when I have little people in the car. Do, do my reactions really set a good example to them? Can we see these unhealthy responses as a transition to a healthy way of dealing with grief and loss, so that we discover strength, joy, and peace? Peace in the new beginning. New beginnings of awareness and recognition. Just like my face, there came a time where I could no longer hide the fact that it was swollen. It was for all to see. And that can be the same for us. A time where what we have thrown becomes obvious, not only to us, but to the people around us. I can begin to see the effect, especially on others. Or we get to the recognition through other means. It could be Holy Spirit giving us that gentle nudge. Maybe this isn't the right way to go about it. A trusted friend or family member letting you know. A psychologist, a workmate. You know, I remember one time I was all ready to go tell someone off because I, you know, I felt justified in uh, this situation and seeing the way this person had been talking to another person. 
And I so remember distinctly just walking down the hallway, all ready for battle, to, to throw my stones. And as I was walking down the, the hallway, Holy Spirit said to me, this isn't your issue to fight. And you know, when you're all ready to do something, suddenly those gentle words, it just took the wind out of my sails. And I was just like, oh, And before I knew it, his peace just came and settled in my heart, my mind. And you know what? I actually walked into into that place, into that room, and I actually was no longer worried about it, no longer concerned about it, no more getting agitated by it. That is the power of the Holy Spirit coming to you and saying, you don't need to do this. This is not your issue. This is a stone you do not need to throw. I have a new way for you to do this. And in John 14, 16, it says, And I will ask the Father, and He will give you another helper to be with you forever. And thank goodness we have Holy Spirit with us who will be with us forever to help us, to lead us, and to guide us. So once we have had that recognition, where to from here? We need to build a new practice. We can't live or camp in transition. Transition is a passageway for passing through and we, as we lead, led into a new phase of our life, a new challenge, a new experience, the old versus the new. You know, the men's way of reacting to David may have felt all right for a short t- period of time. They may have maybe sensed a temporary satisfaction, but it still wouldn't have brought their families back. So that's why we need to say, God, what are you wanting me to do in this situation? New beginnings of new practice. You know, we're in a place of deciding what to do. The old, how we have always responded, and now the new, how God wants us to respond. Once we have that awareness, if we don't want the same reaction, we need to choose what we're going to do. We need to choose how we're going to do things differently. So what did David do? You know, he was in pain too. He could tell something was up with his men, but what did he do? And in 1 Samuel 30 verse 6, it tells us, it says that David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. You know, this powerful choice set the course for what was about to happen. And this is what David did first. He strengthened himself in the Lord. With the strength that he received, he was then able to deal with the situation that was before him. So how did he deal with it? He looked to God as he knew God was strong. We may hear and think, well, what does that mean for us today? How did David do that? How did he strengthen himself in the Lord? The first thing I feel he did was he turned aside and looked to God first and foremost. He turned away from reaction. In fact, David avoided reaction and instead actioned going to God first. He couldn't allow himself to get defensive and he didn't want, him, he didn't want to react because he knew it would only escalate the situation. So instead, he actioned going to God first. Lord, what can I do? Help me in this situation. He recognised he could only do so much in this situation and then he needed God's help and he needed God's strength. He recognised that by turning to God, God is his safe place. And in Psalm 18 verse 2, it says this, The Lord is my rock and my safe place and the one who takes me out of trouble. My God is my rock in whom I am safe. 
He is my safe covering, my saving strength and my strong tower. The men and what they're planning, that's not safe. But God, you are safe and I turn to you. His love is safe. His grace is safe. His truth is safe. His ways are safe. So we turn to Him who is all powerful and look to Him to know how to respond and react in this situation. Lord God, You are my rock. Your strength is immovable and I stand on Your strength. You offer me refreshing and Your ways are immovable because God, You are encouraging. You provide strategy and You give me peace. So what does that mean for us? We need to turn aside. We need to look to God. We need to turn away from the situation and choose that safe place and have that conversation with God. Talk to Him about the situation and the reactions. This is how I'm feeling. This is the way I want to respond. But Lord God, I know that as I move to You, You will give me the strength that I need to action the new. We need to fixate our thoughts on the God who can help us. And this is a continual process to turn aside to God. And I encourage you, if you haven't done it before, I encourage you to give it a go because God does hear you and God does respond. And if you have done it before, I encourage you to keep doing it. Keep turning aside to God. I wish it was a one-time fix, but Lord, let it be something that we do on a daily basis. Turn aside to God. How do I react? How do I respond? What is the new that you're wanting me to step into? Number two, he placed his trust in God. He knew God was trustworthy, that he could trust him. He had experienced this before and he knew God could be trusted again. Why can we draw strength from God? Because he never changes and we can keep turning to him because he is safe and he never changes. His peace never changes. It will always surpass our understanding. Our situations may change, but God, God never changes. In Malachi 3, 6, it says this, For I am the Lord, I do not change. And in Hebrews 13, verse 8, it says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. You have done it before, Lord, so I know that I can trust you again to work in my life because you never change and draw strength from this truth that God never changes, that He is for us and not against us. And He wants us to have life and life to the full. It doesn't take long, but it just gives you that breathing room to take that step back and focus on God and instead of the situation and the reaction. Give us, gives us that time to choose how we can respond in a healthy way. Draw strength from the truth that He is a good God who wants the best for your life. And number three, He uses the Word of God because it is an anchor for our soul. His Word is a safe harbour. There may be waves going on around us, but His Word is a safe harbour. It offers strength, His Word offers balance, His Word offers comfort and His Word offers encouragement. I know when my emotions are all over the place, I need His Word to bring balance into my heart and my life for the situation ahead. How does that apply to us today? We can fixate on a scripture that speaks to us and put it up somewhere where we can see it. 
For me, it might be my bathroom or on the fridge door. For you, it may be in your car or on your desk at work. But a scripture that brings encouragement that we can read daily, we can fixate on God's truth for our lives and draw strength from what He is wanting to impart to us as we choose to follow His guidance and His ways. So many times His Word has offered me encouragement with the different stages of the journey of my life and I would be lost without His Word because it anchors my emotions, it anchors my thoughts to His truth and His ways and His path for my life. So once we have become aware of our reactions, as we've turned aside and draw strength from God by trusting Him and using His Word, leaning on the strength of Holy Spirit, who is all truth and will always help us, now it's time to put into action our new practice, our new reaction. So what happens? It brings stability and sure footing as we put in the new thing that God is wanting to do in our hearts and our lives, it brings peace and understanding. It God, because God gives us the answers and the way to move forward. You know, transition is a positive transi- transaction from the old to the new. And a transition is a passing through to something that is now new and healthy. New words that are now encouraging and uplifting to the people around us. New words that change the atmosphere in a positive way. New understanding and perspective because of what Holy Spirit has shown us. So what happened to David? Because he turned to God and received that strength from him and asked God, what do I do? Where do I go from here? God not only answered him, but he also helped him. What happened to the men and their anger towards him? It was like it just completely dissolved and they went with him. From one, the first scripture saying they wanted to stone him to the next, let's just follow you. The strength that David received caused the men to follow him. Due to David's decision and God's strategy, the men's plan dissolved in the face of God's plan. And that's what we want the actions of the others to dissolve in what God has in store for us. David and his men were able to recover all, their wives, their children and everything. Nothing was lost. David's way led them to an outcome that was good result for them all. No one was left out. No one was left out of getting all that God had for them. And that's what God is wanting to do in our hearts and our lives as we turn to Him, as we say, God, what do I need to do in this situation? And I know that He will speak to you because it's who He is. You know, last year, I found myself in this strange position of reacting to all things a game of footy. A certain team would be playing and I just found myself getting like agitated and reactionary. And I was thinking after a while, because it started off small, I was thinking, uh, this doesn't seem normal. What, what is going on? Why am I reacting this way? Because as the reactions got more and more, I was like, oh. So I went to God and said, God, you know, what is going on? Why am I reacting this way? Show me what you can see in my heart. 
Show me what I need to perhaps put into place here. Because what is going on? It is unsettling to be reacting this way. And I don't want to. What is going on, Lord? You show me your truth and your ways. And I talked to a trusted friend and through those conversations, began to realise the reason I was reacting this way was because of unmet expectations in my heart. And I thought, what a bizarre reaction to be having in this because of unmet expectations. But as I took it to God and I said, God, you have to help me because these expectations may not be met in the way that I'm wanting them to, but it doesn't change the fact that you are God and that you are for me and you want me to walk into the new right now. I don't want to react to this and I know you have a pathway for me to transition into. Now, I can confidently tell you that I am better than I was, but I am still on that journey. But you know what? I know the Holy Spirit has me. He has got me. And by the end of this year, I'm going to be telling you with confidence that that reaction is completely gone from my life. Transition from old practices to new practices by strengthening ourselves in the Lord. What is one area you would like God to strengthen you in this morning? (laughs) Let us take that journey as a church. God, as we turn to you, what is your answer to this situation? Because I know you are safe and I can tell you everything because you never change and you will give me the pathway needed for the new. Let us pray. Lord God, we just thank You and honour You that You are such a good God and that we can come to You with any situation that we're going through. And Lord God, as people stand here this morning on the threshold of of walking into the new, I just declare Your strength, I declare Your encouragement and I declare Your peace in the Name of Jesus. Lord God, I declare Your authority to come into people's hearts, to move into all that that You have for them this morning as they stand on that threshold. Lord God, You take them by the hand and You lead them into the new because You are such a good God and You love them so much. Your love will never change. You are a safe haven for us this morning and we honour You, we praise You and we thank You in the Name of Jesus. Amen. This is what I uh, this is what I felt God speaking to me about, even as I was, as I was just listening to that message. Yes. The Malachi three verse six scripture said, "I am the Lord, and I do not change." And it's just as, as I was sitting there, I was just like, just that resonating in my head. God doesn't change. God doesn't change. And then He responded with, "God doesn't change, but you must." I was like, amen. We must. We must change. God doesn't change because He is perfect. He is eternal. He is loving. But we're growing more into His character and Christ-likeness. Amen. I want to encourage you, for those of you who may be slightly, a little bit tentative towards change, maybe a little bit change-resistant, God change is good change. You need to remind yourself in those moments where you just thought, I'm wrestling. I know that you're asking me, God, to to deal with these things. That can't be my reaction. I need a new action. 
So God, God change is good change. You know, so the question for all of us today, you know, if you don't know Jesus in this place, there, there is a question that you're going to have to answer internally. You're going to have to ask yourself this question. What will my reaction be toward God's love for me today? What will my reaction be towards God's love for me today? I'm not going to ask you to speak that out publicly. This is an internal thing that your God's ministering to your heart wants to speak to you. And then the follow-up question is, what will your action be towards His love for you today? For other people in this space today, what will your reaction be towards God's will for you today? And in response, what will your action be? He's got a perfect will for you. Some of the things that He wants you to step into. Ways that He wants to minister to the people in your world. The ways He wants you to love the people that are close to you. What will your new action be to be able to step into those things? The question we all have to ask ourselves, can I do that on my own? (laughs) Do I need someone to come alongside me and encourage me in that? Do I need to talk to someone about those things? And lastly, for all of us, what, what will your reaction be today to step out of the old and into the new? How are we going to action those things together as a church, as individuals following Jesus? Just why don't we close our eyes for just a moment. If you're in this place or you're online today and you don't know Jesus personally, I, I can't let this moment go by without offering you the opportunity to to know God personally. He loves you so deeply. He loves you so much that He sent Jesus into the world. Not just to be in the world, but to love us, to show us the way to God. And then ultimately went to the cross, was buried and rose again so that our sins could be forgiven, so that we no longer have to be separated from God's love. That's how much God loves each and every single one of us. If that's you today, in a moment, I'm going to pray a prayer. And I, it's a prayer of giving you the opportunity to call on the name of the Lord. The Bible says that when you call on the name of the Lord, you will be saved. We're going to pray, pray a prayer confessing with our mouths that Jesus is Lord. So if that's you, I'm going to invite you to pray this prayer after me. Church, can you join me as well? If you're online now or at a later time, this is your moment to come into a relationship with God through Jesus. Why don't we pray? Dear God, I thank you that you sent Jesus. I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that Jesus went to the cross, was buried and rose again on the third day so my sins could be forgiven and I could have a relationship with you. I surrender my life to you. From this day on, I choose to follow you. Jesus' name. Amen. We pray that that message was a blessing to you. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, first of all, congratulations. We think that that is incredible. And secondly, if you go to gc.org.au forward slash first steps, our team has put together some resources as well as there's some information there for how you can get in contact with one of our pastors because we'd love to encourage you and connect you into the life of the church.